Hello and welcome to the New Wave Nerds podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Sem, and joining me as usual is Shade Sem. How are you doing today, Shade? Hello. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Are you sure? That, that was kind of like really void of emotion. I don't You're know, like, dude. I don't know. Hello. Like... Have you been watching Dahmer? Is that the problem? No, I haven't even started it. I've heard it's too messed up. <laughs> yeah, well, you're just a coward. I can't watch Saw movies. I ain't watching Dahmer. Saw movies are creepy. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're not that bad. I've seen them all. Really? Except for the most recent one, I don't think. I'll never watch a Saw movie in my life. I just I just can't do that much gore. Yeah, I, yeah I'm not a fan of them, but I, I'll watch them. I have watched them. Like, if it's, if it's violence... Uh, like Quentin Tarantino style. That's not really torture. That's just people in the middle of a shootout and there's blood going everywhere. Yeah, it's a different kind. Saw, you're sitting in a movie theater chair watching people get tortured. It's a little, it's a little messed up. Well, you're watching them try to get out. They just happen to be getting tortured. Well, yeah. Unless you're a psychopath, you don't go to watch the people get their heads cut off. Well, I mean, the way you get out of the traps is by getting tortured, right? There, like there was that one guy. Uh, who had to push his head through a bunch of knives? You know what I mean. I don't. Re- I shade. I don't remember any of those movies. I'm uh, not gonna lie. I know that I've seen them multiple times. I just don't remember them. Point is, that's also why I can't watch Final Destination. You know. Anyways, <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, well then, I guess <laughs> I guess we're just gonna move on. Sorry. Um, no, whatever. It's always <laughs> moving on. Today, we just, or this week, rather, we felt like uh, just going back to our top five series. Indeed. This time, uh, a a, a solid classic. Exactly. An easy easy one. Not exactly, you know, didn't take too many brain cells to come up with the idea for this list. (laughs) Yeah, not really. (laughs) Top five movies of all time. Did it take a lot of time? Yes. It, It did actually... Take some time. Um, we will be doing a top five superhero movies one later. Yeah. We just decided, decided to start general with movies. We're just going to do every genre. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a fun episode when we get to top five musicals. And you're going to say Dude, nothing. And I'm just going to be talking the whole episode. I'll be like, Wizard of Oz. Uh, Grease. And you're just going to be naming the only musicals you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll throw Shrek in there. Hawkeye the TV show. Because there was that one scene in the first episode. Oh, yeah. Um. Anyways. <laughs> I, I hate musicals so much. I just can't. I just, I don't know. I can't get over the fact. Hey, um, I'm in the middle. Do you want a fat lip? <laughs> Is that what you're asking for right now? Joke's on you. My lips are already fat. Uh. So you can't get over the fact that people are going to stop in the middle of a thing and dance, but you're completely fine with fourth wall breaks? How is that any... They're literally the exact same thing. Because a fourth wall break is a split second thing. I got to wait a long time for no, the song not to not always. End. Most fourth wall breaks like last a while. Not Deadpool's. She-Hulk's do. Okay, but I still haven't seen She-Hulk. I mean, I, I mean Deadpool's fourth wall breaks are like short. Sometimes, unless you have a whole comic that's nothing but a fourth wall break. Yeah, but that's a comic. You're, they're good. I just can't. I just can't help it. You know, like you're. They're in the middle of a conversation. And they're like, they're like, flowers. I love flowers. And then you got just some random people join him or her, and then they just start busting a move and singing. And I'm just like, okay, but what happened? To- what happened to the flowers, man? You know? That's because you're not listening to the song, Shade. Because I just don't... Songs in musicals, it's not like an aside. Like, it's not take... take. They're like not, they're not like, pause on the story, let's rap. It's like, this song <laughs> is the story. They're telling the story, but in song form instead of dialogue. I don't know, I just never really got into musicals. Yeah, well, that's just because you're an uncultured swine. <laughs> Speaking of you being uncultured, let's just jump right into the top five movies, Shade. What do you have? Number five. Phone booth. What is it? Okay, so it, it's a it's a thriller. It's um, thriller. It's like a, it's I'd kind of a psychological thriller. Uh, basically, you got this kind of snobby a hole uh, 
whatever he is, business guy. And he and it's based in it's based in like New two thousand three New York. So you know it's about to get good. <laughs> <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? I don't know. Uh, so basically, it starts out with uh, uh, this one narrator saying like phones. Nobody uses phone booths anymore. And then he says, except for on this street, the the last phone booth that'll be torn down and all, you know. And uh, so you see, we see Colin Farrell walk into this phone booth and he's an a-hole to everybody. And uh, so he's walking to this phone booth and he calls his wife or something. And he, he's just talking to her normally, puts it back, gets ready to go. And then he gets a random phone call from the phone booth and he picks it up. Okay, but look really quick. If I'm using a phone booth and it rings, I'm not answering it. When has that ever led to anything good? A phone booth ringing? I'm, I'd am i answer it. I'm gonzo. If, especially if it's like 2003, he's got a cell phone. <laughs> he's got a cell phone. Well, it was either 2000 or 2003. It, it was Lincoln Park days. <laughs> like fresh Lincoln Park days. They would have had cell phones. Yeah, and the guy's like, the phone booth's gonna be torn down. Nah, I'm I'm outie. I'm outie. But that's the narrator. You can't hear the narrator. Yeah, but I'm saying because the phone booth's gonna be torn down, presumably... He probably don't know that. If phone booths are gonna be torn down, that means cell phones are, like, ubiquitous. Anyway, I'm just gonna say, (laughs) this guy would've had a phone for a couple years. Okay, he goes to the phone booth, right? I'm just saying! He... Gets a phone call. The plot is preposterous. He gets the, no, it's not. He gets a <laughs> phone call. Okay? Answers the freaking phone call. And it's a guy. And the guy is, like, kind of messing with him a little bit. He's like, don't hang up the phone. And he's like... <laughs> I'm, I'm not, if somebody says, don't hang up the phone, I'm instantly hanging up. I don't care who dies. Yeah, he hangs up. And then it calls back. And he goes, you shouldn't have done that. And uh, and he's like... He, he, he starts... The, the guy on the other line, he goes, he goes, um, what I, he goes, you hear this? It is like, <laughs> <laughs> no, Brennan, it's uh, the way I'm explaining it is so bad. But, dude, watch the movie. It is so good. You know, you got to watch the movie. It's so good. Okay, I will. Is it on anything? Yeah, HBO Max. Okay. It's so good. And, yeah, so basically, it's a guy in a phone booth and he's a rich snob. And uh, there's this kind of like hitman type dude that has been taking out uh, rich snobs lately. That's like rich people that have done some pretty effed up things. And he's just been messing with them at a phone booth. And then if they don't listen to him, he'll shoot them in the head, basically. From this phone booth? Yeah, so he has... How this... many people have died at this phone booth? And they just like well, the cops not all of them. Not out. all of them have been at the phone booth. If they have cellular devices... He'll call him from the cellular device and he'll like be in an apartment building and just snipe him from an apartment building. They haven't been able to find him. And I'll you'll have to watch the movie. Then. So you admit there's cellular devices. Yes, but maybe this specific <laughs> dude. <laughs> I don't know why he used a phone. Oh, right. Because he's cheating on his wife. <laughs> oh, I don't care if he dies then. It, it gets intense. It's such a good movie. You I can, believe you. You got. You, 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 we'll, we'll watch it. I said I'll watch it. It's actually a really good cast. Look, yeah. look, look up the cast for it. What do we got here? Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, he's the narrator. One of the scariest voices. They, dude, they they picked a perfect narrator. For I him. love. Um, he did that TV show, Designated Survivor. All right, Brennan. Uh, what is your number five movie? Number five, indeed, all time. Planet of the Apes, the original 1968 one. So good. Yeah. It, it's incredible. I mean, just the story is... Fa- it's like one of the first, you know, science fiction stories. One of the first science fiction movies. I still have to start it. Shade, it's like iconic. I mean, the the twist at the end is like one of the most iconic movie endings in film history. I know that. I know the yeah. twist at the end. Well, yeah, I'd hope so. It's been out for 80 years. 60 years, I mean. I, I watch, can do math. <laughs> I, I, I watch uh, this, this YouTube channel called Watch Mojo. They 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 uh, had a thing of top 10 um, historical movie plot twists, and that was one of the biggest ones. And then uh, Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker, uh, that he is. His yeah, father. I bet at the time that was insane. That, yeah, that was on there. I can't remember the rest, but all I know is two of those guys were on there. But yeah, dude, I mean, like, this movie is so... Charl- it's like it got an incredible cast. I mean, Charlton Heston, 
We've got Roddy McDowell. Oh, Sixth Sense was in there, too. There we go. Charlton Heston, Roddy McDowell. Roddy McDowell, who came back and did like an, an incredible job as Caesar in the um, the sequels, even though those movies, the fourth and fifth sequel, weren't exactly the best. I mean, Roddy McDowell still did great. It's it's just it's an incredible movie. I don't even I'm at a loss for words, you know, just because it's so like iconic. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to hear something funny? I, I sorry, I saw Julius down there. I just I just thought so in uh, English where we have to write a we have to write not a narrative essay we have to write an essay about Ju- about Julius Caesar written by Shakespeare. I got uh, I got deducted points on my essay because I put I put Julius Shakespeare. <laughs> Dude, you're so stupid. <laughs> Accidentally put Julius Shakespeare <laughs> in the essay, and she was like, she wrote on the side in a little comment. She wrote Julius Shakespeare question mark Who that? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So my bad. So why do you like Planet of the Apes? Well, I've gone over and over. I mean, the the it's incredible. Like the prosthetics are incredible. I mean, yeah. it it won so many awards. Just like the dialogue is fantastic. Charlton Heston is one of the greatest actors of all time, right? And so he really gives like an incredible performance. You know what? I I was just thinking. Um, every single Planet of the Apes movie almost has a bad ending. Really? Not bad. Like the quality of the ending is bad bad dad of dad but it it ends and you're like you feel it's like an ending that make doesn't make you feel good yeah in the first one you find out that they're on earth the whole time and the planet's blown up in the second one it ends and um the planet is blown up (laughs) (laughs) um in the third one caesar's parents die and he lives in a circus in the fourth one the world is just going bananas because that's when the ape revolution is in the fifth one i think caesar dies it's like all bad <laughs> pun intended they're going bananas oh uh, i didn't even realize they're uh, going ape i just <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah anyways i love planet of the apes yeah i still haven't seen any of the old ones i love the new ones though yeah, the new ones are so good. I well, yeah, I bought the three movie box set. You bought the, the nine movie box set. Yeah, I did, and you know why I don't feel bad about that? Because I had a lot of Target cash, so I got nine movies for like ten dollars. Oh, because <laughs> I know how to save my rewards. <laughs> no, I just didn't realize I had that much, and then I was like, man, I want to buy Planet of the Apes. I need to start say I need to start. Signing up for rewards at different places. I st- I never have signed up for rewards. Oh, no, not true. Foot Locker. I just signed up for rewards at Foot Locker. Nice. Square shoes. Cool. Anyway. Um, yeah, anyways, what do you have at number four? Uh, Training day. <laughs> training day. Wait, what was it called again? What was it called again? Training day. <laughs> a little, a little uh, meta knowledge. We spent... The reason that it took so long to figure out our top five five was because Shade could not for the life of him remember the name of this movie. I kept, okay, to be fair, I kept saying, I kept thinking it was Payday. So I had Day right. And I knew the actors that played in it. Denzel Washington and Ethan Hawke, okay? And a little bit of Snoop Dogg. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, why is this your number four? Because it is so good. So basically, you got this rookie cop, Ethan Hawke. And he's going on a ride along with Denzel Washington, who is a messed up cop. He's one of the, you know, he's a bad cop, right? And uh, yeah, he's he's a pretty bad dude in this movie. And I love Denzel Washington. So basically, they're partners for the day. And Denzel gets uh, Ethan Hawke, this kind of, you know, um, sweethearted cop, you know, that wants to do all the right things. And then there's Denzel who just doesn't care. <laughs> and he's just such a bad guy and he does all the wrong things as a cop. And uh he gets Ethan Hawke and to like a bunch of messes and after a while <laughs> it gets pretty messed up at the end. But it is such a good movie. Mm-hmm. Man, and the cinematography is in it. You get to see Snoop Dogg in a wheelchair. You know, um I'm going to be completely honest with you. <laughs> I I'm 
I can't unravel why you said that like it was like something that's gonna make me watch the movie. <laughs> I can't get I can't wrap my head around where you're like, oh hey, also the best part, <laughs> could see Snoop Dogg in a wheelchair. <laughs> I can't I can't figure out why you got so excited for that. It's just a funny like my mind can't unravel that. <laughs> it's just a funny scene because <laughs> you got this poor guy in a wheelchair. Yes, he's a drug dealer. Um Wait, are we talking about Snoop or the character? The character. Okay. But uh, other than the wheelchair part, we are also talking about Snoop. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Snoop's in this wheelchair. <laughs> and, and, the, and Denzel Washington and Ethan Hawke see him on the street and stuff. And, and, and Snoop sees the cops start running after him. He just start rolling away as fast <laughs> as he can. And Snoop get, goes into this store, and Denzel Washington football tackles him out of the wheelchair. <laughs> and I was like, dude, this is great. That is so funny. No, but the acting in that movie is just amazing. Um, oh, who 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 plays Denzel's wife in that movie? You you would know her. She uh she put she was. Johnny Blaze's girlfriend in the first Ghost Rider movie. Oh yeah, what else has she been in? She is. I um, I almost said Fast and Furious, but I, that's a different. Actor. Yeah, that's definitely not her. But yeah, she does. She Eva Mendes. She does kind of look like um. What is her name? God, what in Fast and Furious, she's cool. The love interest. What is her name? M- Mia. Mia. Is it Mia? I don't know. She is a very beautiful lady. I said like, Are we talking about the girl from Fast and Furious or Ghost Rider? <laughs> yeah, Mia Toretto. I was right. Oh, no, I wasn't talking about her. She was in... Um, I was talking about Letty. Oh, she does not look like Letty at all. But she kind of looks like Mia Toretto. Where's Letty at? Michelle? Yeah, they don't look alike at all. The movies were so good until until 8. Until 7. Ah, 6. <laughs> you know, they were good at 2. That's that's when that's when they kind of just. I didn't like the second one. Really, too fast, too furious. No, I hate that. Well, because I don't like. I just that I liked. Um, dude, I can't. It's been so long. I can't remember the dude's name. Roman. Oh yeah, I really liked Roman, but that was the only good part of that movie. Wait, was Ludacris in that one too, or did he come in later? No, Lud- okay, Ludacris was in that movie for like two seconds. Oh okay. <laughs> I love Ludacris though. His character is so good. I like I like Ludacris and Ronan together. Ronan, Roman, Roman, yeah. Um, I, and I like Ludacris with an afro and sideburns. <laughs> yeah, the only move I only liked the first one. Seven was good. I will admit. Yeah, I liked one, four, and I don't even remember five or six, but I liked seven, and I haven't seen eight or nine. Yeah, nine basically turns into Star Wars. So yeah, well, Francis and Ganu's in it, so I'll probably watch it at some point. Is he really? Yeah, huh. yeah, he was. Uh, he did some stunt work. Jason Momoa is in ten. They've already started filming, and Jason Momoa posted. Oh, Fast and Furious ten. Yeah. Uh, Who else is going to be in that? I think I saw another fighter. I like how a lot of MMA fighters are coming into the Hollywood area. Yeah, well, um, I mean, why can't I think of that guy's name? Um, <laughs> that makes me so mad. That John Cena is Dominic Toretto's brother. I didn't even know that. Where's Fast 10? Fast X? What is that? I never heard of that one. What was I? Oh, that's probably number 10. Oh. That explains it. My oh, that's, um, she's a Domino. And in Joker. I wasn't going to say either of those. I was going to say Game of Thrones, which you haven't seen, but, oh. um, she's, uh, <laughs> Missande and she was cool. Edge. Dude, who is the fighter that's gonna be in um Kamara Usman? Oh that's what I was trying to say. He's gonna be in Wakanda forever. That hurt my brain so much trying to think of that. Brie Larson? Where do you see Brie Larson? Brie Larson. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I haven't seen her in anything other than Captain Marvel, so Cardi B. (laughs) Okay, but I I thought I saw that there was going to be another actor or another actor, another fighter in this the next Fast and Furious movie, but I could be wrong. Anyways, yeah, I agree. I'm glad that they're they're kind of underpaid in the UFC, so they deserve yeah to be able to go out and do more stuff. Like George Saint Pierre. I mean, granted, he's not an active fighter like Francis and Kamaru are, but Captain America. Yeah, 
Yen Falcon. He's really good as Batrock. Who did, yeah, oh, I was, gonna, I was just going to say, who did he play? <laughs> yeah, Batrock. I found out, I didn't realize this, but Batrock the Leaper, his dad was also known as the Leaper, and he fought in like World War II. Maybe we'll get that in the Black Panther and Captain America game. Could be, yeah, the original Black Panther, or the original Black Panther, the original Leaper. I can't remember... We might get some Logan stuff, too. Because Logan was in World War II. Uh, I, we could do, but I don't know if they have the rights to that. Um, you know, because since it's a, it's usually a different property. And they're also making a Wolverine game. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't know how the, the rights work out for that. You know what I mean? That would have been cool if they would have led on to that, onto the Wolverine game. Yeah, but yeah. they're completely different companies. I know. I'm just saying if they were the same company, that still would have been cool. Yeah. Isn't so- wait, okay, isn't it it's not Insomniac doing this? It's like Wild Dog or something like that, right? Well and Insomniac is Spider Man. Yeah. Right. And I think they're doing Wolverine too, I think, right? Well, Insomniac is Spider Man and Midnight Suns. Avengers too. The Avengers game. Oh really? I didn't know that. But um the only one I know for sure is that that Black Panther Captain America game is is uh Skydance New Media. Literally yeah. like I think a brand new company. They just opened up that division or whatever this year. Marvel's really kicking it off with ga- with games right now too, you know? Marvel has always had like pretty solid games. Well, they're doing that they're doing that um Marvel Pokemon Go style thing for the app and I guess that's supposed to be revolutionary. They're doing what? They're doing like a Pokemon Go type thing but Marvel. So what? You go around and capture superheroes? You fight, yeah. No. <laughs> oh, like an AR, like oh, like, yeah, I know, I kind of know what you. So basically, yeah, you know, you can like you walk around and yeah. So, I mean, that's cool. <laughs> I yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. If you're into those types of games, I'm not really into mobile games. Anyway, so yeah. Oh, uh, what is what is uh, what's your number four? My number four, a recent addition because I only you know really started appreciating how good this movie was within this past year it's uh king kong the 2005 one yeah not the 1931 because that one does have some problematic race stuff <laughs> that one gets a little iffy i feel a little awkward watching that one why well the way when they first get to the island and the way they portray the um the native africans there it gets a little iffy oh okay it gets a little bit rough like i'm kind of like do i, I should i kind of feel bad watching this movie did you not like Skull Island? No, it was terrible, dude. Oh, you didn't like it? No. But I, I, I'm, I'm actually, I can go into why oh. I do that in proportion to why I like, in relation to why I like King Kong 2005. You say, you say you've only seen Brie Larson in one movie, but she was in Skull Island. That's true. I forgot that because I hate that movie. It was so immemorable that I try and block it out. You know what was the best part about that movie? <laughs> the part where the guy has the grenade. And he's going to sacrifice himself. Yeah, and the, the thing just, like, bats him across the... He just, like, oh, just a home run. That was tough, dude. Not only did he die from slamming into a mountain, then he blew up. He blew up. My favorite part is his, his best friend afterwards, like, go! He's, like, crying because he just died for no reason. <laughs> Dude, it was almost like it was it was like a really powerful moment and then the bad guy was just like nah (laughs) that was so funny you know who i forgot was in that movie the the one of the brothers from Step Brothers. oh john c Riley. yeah yeah Yeah, he's the guy who's stuck there since world war ii yeah that's that's a long time well that movie took place in like the 60s i think so it's only been like 20 years oh oh Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, 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 oh! Oh, I forgot Tom Hiddleston was in it, too. He was, yeah, he was the main guy. Yeah, yeah I didn't like him. Yeah, that movie was really bad. But my one of my biggest issues with that movie is the way that they portray King Kong. Is because, you know, they were building it up to do King Kong versus Godzilla, and Godzilla's like this 300-foot-tall monster. To make King Kong have a chance, you know, they had to make him the same size. Yeah. So King Kong is 300 feet tall. But my biggest issue is that... In that universe, King Kong just walks around like a regular guy. Yeah. You know, he just looks like a big hairy man. <laughs> but King Kong's supposed to be gorilla. <laughs> That's why I like 2005 King Kong, because he's literally just like a 30-foot a tall gorilla. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like he's this supernatural, weird monster. 
He's just this massive gorilla. You know, you, I will admit, though, that movie had a really cool poster. It, it was like the silhouette of King Kong. Yeah, it was and, like the red sun in the background. And then you had helicopters going toward him. Yeah. Every other part of that movie was terrible. Yeah. But uh, Godzilla uh, was a really good movie. No, it wasn't, one. dude. You really you didn't like that movie? No. But I don't like Godzilla at all. I love that movie. Yeah, he he does look more gorilla like. Well, not even just in the in the way that he moves, but in the way he walks. He's literally modeled after after a gorilla. Who all played in this movie besides Jack Black? Naomi Watts. Oh, Adrian, Adrian Brody. Brody. Yeah, he's the main guy. Jake's friend. Yeah. So wait, who who's that girl? Who who's? It's Naomi Watts. I just said that. Oh, what, she's the main girl. What is she? What else has she played in? I feel like I've seen her in something else. Huh? She just looks really familiar. <laughs> Anyways, I keep Stop closing out IMDb. It. It's just force habit. But I really liked the changes that they made in this movie, especially to Adrian Brody's character, Jack Driscoll. In the original one, um, he is just like this jerk. Like he's this terrible ship captain or whatever who just sort of gets involved with the mission and then he saves the girl and they fall in love, right? But in this one, he's a writer. He's just like a regular guy who happens to write really good. See what I mean? He moves like a gorilla. Oh but yeah. I, I sorry. Yeah. He, but he, yeah, they modeled him after a gorilla. That's why I love it so much. But what I'm trying to say is they made Driscoll likable. Yeah. Right. They made him just a regular guy. All of the changes they made in this movie from the original were perfect. Like I said, like they made, they changed that. They made it. So King Kong isn't the bad guy. Yeah. Right. In this, the bad guy is actually Jack Black's character. Really? Carl Denham. Yeah. Because when you think about it, if you watch this movie and you try and look at it as though Carl Denham is the bad guy, he does some messed up stuff. He sacrifices so many lives. He like so many people are dead because he just keeps going and doesn't give up and refuses to leave and just wants to get the shot. Huh. And then eventually, you know he brought King Kong, this majestic creature who was just trying to live in peace on this island. He brought him to New York and he freaked him out by chaining him up and shining all the lights on him. And then that's when the King Kong broke free and ultimately killed, like died. Man, gorilla's a massive and, forearms. Yeah. And that's why at the end, the final line of the movie is uh, Jack Black saying, "'Twas beauty killed the beast," right? Because it was art. It was the pursuit of art that killed him. It was, his greed and his desire to create such a, a good picture to create money that led to King Kong's death. It's a cool quote. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? That's kind of cool. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I just can't get over the fact that how accurate it is to a gorilla. I mean, they went out of their way. Andy Serkis literally went and studied gorillas. Like he went to, uh, Andy wait. And went to Asia to study gorillas for this. Andy Serkis played, yeah, gorilla? he's King Kong. Whoa. He did the mocap. Man, Andy Serkis. Incredible. Is such a good actor, especially in mocap. Yeah, he does. He's phenomenal. I mean, Gollum, Gollum Caesar, King Kong. Not only that, but just a really good actor without mocap, too. I mean, he, su- such a good villain as um, Claw. Claw. He was great. He was a really good uh, Alfred. He was, I love, he's my favorite Alfred. Really? Yeah, because he, he sort of gets across, I've talked about, I think when we talked about Batman 88 forever ago, one of my issues with that is that in that Alfred seems just like the butler. He's, because in in 88, he's always just like, when are you going to settle down and get married? (laughs) Like, and he doesn't really help the Batman stuff. He helps a little bit more in Batman Returns, but in that, in the Batman with um, Andy Serkis, He's literally talking about how, you know, he helped train Bruce. He facilitates it a lot more, like Michael Caine's um, Alfred does, too. Yeah. um, I I like Michael Caine is my number one favorite Alfred. Are we really going to do a top five Alfred? I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, we should definitely do that. But again, closing thoughts. Gorilla. Gorilla. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, what was that one? What was that one? White gorilla only eat banana. He big strong. 
Me only eat banana, me die. <laughs> yeah, that would be... When the, yeah. That's another point, is in that movie, they go out of their way to make sure that King Kong never, like, eats anybody, or never eats any meat. Because in real life, gorillas are herbivores. Oh, yeah, I guess in the Kong Skull Island movie, he does eat an octopus. Yeah, he sucks it up. <laughs> but he's not a gorilla. Oh, yeah. In Kong Skull Island. That's why I hate it, because... Anyways... Whatever, I've gone on about gorillas long enough. So the salami lid. So the salami lid won't fit. <laughs> what do you have for number three? Oh, yeah. Um, did I? Uh, collateral. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I I don't think I know that one either. God, it's so good. Jamie Foxx and Tom Cruise and Jada Pinkett Smith. Yo. I don't know if I really like any of those guys all that much. Or oh, gal and Mark, Ru- and Mar- and Mark Ruffalo. He played the detective. Yeah, I can't think of anything he's done apart from Hulk. Mark Ruffalo. Really? Yeah, I really can't. 13 going on to 30. I don't think I've seen that. I'm not going to lie. It's such a good movie. I re- I'm sure there's some stuff, but I just can't think of any. I really am sad I just said that was a good movie. Because <laughs> you understand what that movie is? No. It's a rom-com. Oh, <laughs> That's embarrassing. About a 13-year-old girl wishing she would be 30, and her wish comes true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm looking through all of his... Foxcatcher. That was such a good movie. That's the one about the wrestler, right? Yeah. Team Foxcatcher and his brother gets shot. Dude. They... Oh, I've seen Zodiac. Oh, I really want to see Zodiac. Yeah, uh, I do remember that. I forgot he was in that. Oh, 13 going on 30 right there. <laughs> yeah, I guess I haven't really seen all that much of his stuff. Wow. That's surprising. I guess I hadn't re- realized that. Um, <laughs> uh, so, Collateral. It's it's also another thriller movie. I, I A lot of these are thrillers because I love thrillers. Um, basically, there's a hitman that's trying to make a bunch of hits around New York City, right? And he needs a ride. And Jamie Foxx is a cab driver. And basically, Tom Cruise is holding him hostage to be his cab driver all night. And all he, all all Jamie Foxx has to do is is just be the cab driver and take him to all these places so he can make a hit. But things get messed up. So yeah, ba- basically that's kind of the premise. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of it. Wait, so Tom Cruise is the hitman? Yeah, and Jamie Foxx is the cab driver. Oh, I forgot he was in it. Wait, scroll down. What's his name? Ha- uh, Javier Bardem. Oh, Javier Bardem. Yeah. He played in another movie that I really like called No Country for Old Men. He was really good in Skyfall. Oh, yeah. He was I forgot creepy he was, in he Skyfall. He was good. Yeah. The, the Daniel Craig James Bond movies are so good. They're my favorite James Bond movies. I don't know. I like the first Sean Connery movie. Is that um? Is that Dr. No? I think the first one's Dr. No, is what I'm trying to say. It's the scene where he's like, he's like, Bond. James Bond. And he has a cigarette in his hand. Or a, a cigarette in his hand. Shit, that scene is in literally every single James Bond movie ever made. And there's like 30 of them. Is it really? Yeah. Oh. It's seriously... That's like why it's one of the most iconic catchphrases of all time. Well. Because it's said in every James Bond movie. Moody. Oh. I've seen a lot of them. I, I, I watched the latest James Bond movie. Yeah? Was it bad? Or was it good? It was really good. Yeah. You just said that like it was bad. <laughs> no, it was really good. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. It was. It Is it was, called No Time to Die? Yeah, No Time to Die. What? What's her name? Anna, Anna de Armas. Oh, yeah. She's in it. Nice. Uh, but it was such a good movie. Gosh, uh, not Sean Connery. Daniel Craig it was such a good pick. Yeah, he really was. Almost all of his movies are good except for Quantum of Solace. All of his James Bonds, I should say. Skyfall will always be my favorite. Skyfall was really Ooh, good. I don't know. I like Spectre. I was going to say um, Casino Royale. Yeah, Casino Royale is so good. Because I like that I like that scene where he has... He, the scene that really made me like hold my breath and like my heart basically stopped beating is when uh, he drinks the alcohol that was drugged and, he, and we have to wait for him to get to his car. Yeah, dude, that is intense. That's a long scene, too. Yeah. And he's like, tra- he's trying to get to his car to, to like, you know, revamp his heart or something like that. And I was just like, dang. Also, although I, I don't, I didn't like the look of the new Austin Martin, the, like a modern Aston, Aston, Aston Martin. <laughs> well, okay. I think it looks cool. I mean, yeah. I just really like old cars. You yeah. Know? I love classic, 
like the cla- like classic race cars, you know, like a uh, an old Ford race car from like the 1960s. Those are cool with like the white circle on the side and has a number. I just I like the look of those. So you like um Austin Powers car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more James Bond guy, you're more of an Austin Powers guy. I got it. Hey. <laughs> um <laughs> uh what's your third what's your what's your third movie? Uh, my number three is uh, Twelve Angry Men. Uh, yeah, we had to watch this in English class. You did? Is it about all the lawyers? Yeah. Well, no, they're jurors or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it's about uh, and they're deciding on if they should kill the man or something. Yeah, it was good. I actually really enjoyed it. You had to watch that for English class? Yeah. We, I wish we had to watch that. We watched the black and white version too. Yeah, I think it's only in black. And oh, white. it is. Okay. Yeah. Well, it was made like forever ago. I have the I have the the play too. It's my favorite one to read. Yeah, it was it was actually really good. Usually when we watch movies in English class, I fall asleep. It just gives me... Oh, it's not as old as I thought it was. It's only 1957. It just gives me a reason to sleep in class. But this movie I actually stayed up and watched. Yeah, dude, I loved this movie. It was... When, when I was watching it the first time, I was like so enraptured. And it's... It feel... It's such... Even though there's no action or anything... You know, there's not even any scene changes. It's literally just like a one-act play. It is so intense. Like, you can feel the weight of the decision these guys are making. Another another movie I really liked that was based, at, like, around this time in, like, the 1950s. Like, ni- ni- 1950s. It was a, a story that, um, I can't remember what it's called, but, like, she murders her husband with a piece of meat. She hits him over the head with it it's so it's iconic every uh, it's 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 one of the biggest stories ever yeah i've heard the story i haven't heard the movie i didn't know they made one what what's it called i don't know because we had to we had to read that for english too now i'm getting mad because i can't remember it ham hock clock that's what i'm gonna say when i murder you hey shade it's ham hock o'clock and then i'm gonna hit you with a piece of meat <laughs> big old turkey turkey leg uh, and then i'll put uh some fruit jam on it Okay. Hey. <laughs> why why do you why do you like Oh yeah, you already said that. Yeah, well it's just it's such an it's such a, a wild movie because it's literally like it it's it's just so intense and just like an, it's only an hour and a half long and like I said it's only in the jury deliberation room. Yeah. It's just it's crazy because they're literally just arguing about whether or not this man should be forced to go to jail or I, I, I don't even remember if they're going to execute him. But my favorite, it, one of my favorite scenes is just where the guy, the main guy, Henry Fonda, I think he's juror eight, but he's like, he's the guy who's holding out the guy right from the beginning. He's like, I don't think he's guilty. He's like, there's some reasonable doubt here. That's the part I love. It's because there's a scene there where he's like, Hey, if there's even like a, a 2% chance that he's innocent, that means he's not guilty. Right. That it's a, an incredible commentary on like the legal system. Yeah. I just love it that he was they this guy understood the burden of proof in a criminal case. He's like, there's a shred of reasonable doubt. That means he's not guilty. We're going to commit this man to whether or not they execute him or life in prison or whatever. Right. He's like, we can't do that to another person unless we know without a doubt it's him three oscars yeah it's one of the it's one of the greatest movies of all time i mean 96 on the critic meta score i mean and it's even got like a nine stars on the imdb rating so not it's not only like a critic's choice movie it's a a classic yeah and that's actually the reason i stumbled across is because i was like i want to watch the movies that are usually regarded as like classics yeah, like I, I looked up a, the American Film Institute's top 100 movies and I was trying to make my way through them all. And that's when I stumbled across this. Yeah. So good. Uh, anyway, Shade, what do you have at number two? Dark Knight. <sighs> <laughs> what? Are you okay? Do you need to take a breather? Are you like, was that intense? I don't know, dude. This movie's so good. <laughs> I, I love this movie so, so much <laughs> because it is number one. Amazing with the cinematography, dialogue in every single scene is phenomenal. Ah, man, uh, all the little Easter eggs that are in the movie and just 
the acting. I mean, the acting. Don't even get me started. Heath Ledger as the Joker. The guy that played in 10 Things I Hate About You. See, that he's like, I haven't seen any of his other movies. Oh, yeah. I've only seen 10 Things I Hate About You, which is another teenage rom-com. So seems like we're developing a pattern here. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, hey, they touched. Are my, you really into rom coms? They touch my heartstrings, dude. You can. I'm not making funny of this legit question. Are you into rom coms? Yeah, kind of. Okay. I don't know. I mean, sometimes I feel like Cube is just playing with my strings. Now it's weird. I was not gonna make fun of you until you said <laughs> Cube playing with my heartstrings, and now I have to. What are you, a 12 year old girl? Yeah, Dark Dark Knight. One of the. Uh, it's, I mean, I think I've said this before, but I think it's really the only modern superhero movie that I would say is a classic. Oh, and uh, the uh, music score. Yeah, it's incredible. Who who did the music score? Zach Efron? Uh, what? Uh, did you just say did that? Did I just say Wait, <laughs> what? Uh, did did I, who do the music score to what now? It starts with a Z. Hans Zimmer? <laughs> Zach Efron. <laughs> I don't even... Hey, my brain is overloading from all of the possible jokes. <laughs> I don't know how I got Zach Efron. Okay, I think it was just because there's a Z. Whoa, I don't even. That hurt my brain when you said that. Oh man, I don't, I don't, I don't know how I did it, but I did. Anyway, I love this movie so much. I like. Um, Edward Norton, Christopher Nolan, Christopher Norton, Christopher Nolan. I like how in all a lot of his movies he really incorporates time, and in this, even though it's a Batman movie, he still makes sure his time is a really big part of it. There's a scene where um, Batman goes to I can't remember if it was Japan or China, but he goes to Japan. They infiltrate. I think it's Shanghai, but I could be wrong. Okay. Well, so basically he shoots these sticky bombs <laughs> onto the windows. And a little Easter egg is like how how much Christopher Nolan loves time. I mean, look at Interstellar. Um, Tenet. T- Tenet. Or Tenet. Uh, and then Inception, you know. Time is such a big part of those movies that he even did it in this movie. And if you if you do take a stopwatch and you hit it at the exact time the timer starts on the bombs in the movie, it'll explode at exactly when it's supposed to. It's just they don't do that in a lot of movies, you know? Yeah, a lot of there's time jumps or it's like a 30 seconds, but <laughs> yeah. then it's like two minutes of dialogue and then it blows up. So, but like, I just thought that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. I love that too. That 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 entire fight scene that happens when the bombs are gonna explode happened in two minutes. You know, he I like I just like how he did that. Yeah, it, it adds like a sense of like a a subconscious sense of realism when those times link up. And it's and the movies the mo- the movie has so many good quotes. I count a quote good if you would tattoo it on your body. You know. How many quotes from this would you tattoo on your body? Oh my gosh, every single one. I'd tattoo the entire diet. I'm just kidding. I'd tattoo the entire script. I can only think of like a quote. Really? Yeah. Why so serious? Oh, I was going to say like... Well, I guess in the... Like when he's like, you know how I got these scars. But that's really it. Oh, I was just going to... I was going to... I was going to say when Alfred says that some men just want to see the world burn. That's a good one. That's true. I forgot about that. Um... I know Joker's got a lot more good quotes. That's a good one. Get <laughs> that tattooed on my back in all caps. <laughs> oh man, God, I, I think I love the Harvey Dent storyline of that more than I love the Joker storyline. Really? Yeah, dude, I love the Joker story. But I think I I talked about this the last time we talked about it, but it is the perfect way. It is the most Joker way. To try and take down Gotham. Because he's turning Gotham's white knight into somebody who's willing to break the law. Yeah. And I just... It's... 
I don't know. I just really thought it was, I mean, it's a different, you know, I tend to more like jokers where they play off the Batman and they have like a symbiotic relationship. And this is more of a joker where he's like, he doesn't really care. It's still an incredible joker, but like the context around the Harvey Dent storyline is the reason I love it, which obviously wouldn't be there if it wasn't the Joker doing it. So I guess it's still technically the Joker plot. But you want to know one of my favorite scenes in the movie? Every scene. But um, <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite scenes is uh, it's, the, it's the same scene where Alfred says I, you, people, some men just want to see the world burn. Right. And he's talking to Bruce and he's like, he's like. When I was in the British Army, or right, I'm not gonna do it. That was a terrible. Yeah, British I can't. I can't do. I can't do British impressions. I'm not gonna lie, or whatever. Anyway, yeah, finish the scene. I want to know what you're. I think I know what you're talking about, but I'm not so sure. So it's it's when he's like, it's when Batman or Bruce Wayne's like he doesn't know how how he's gonna get this guy, you know, because he just doesn't care, and he, I mean, he just doesn't know how he's gonna catch him, and um, Alfred, Alfred goes talks about how he was in the British Army and they were after this jewel thief and he ran into the forest and it was really hard to catch him. And then Bruce goes, Bruce goes, how do you guys catch him? And he goes, we burnt the forest down. And it was just such a really cool scene because I think that's the scene where it cuts right to uh, the Joker hanging out of a police car window. I'm pretty sure that's the cut. Don't no, Hey, nobody quote me on that. But <laughs> I, I think that's the cut. The I have one complaint about that whole movie. Wait, no, that's not the cut. The the part where he's hanging out the window is when Harvey Dent's face gets burnt when he's in the oil or the room with all that gas. Yeah. I have only one complaint about that whole movie. What? Everything about that movie is perfect except for the hospital scene. <laughs> when Joker has got his full makeup on and Harvey Dent's chilling there like he thinks he's talking to a nurse. And you can clearly see it's Joker just oh, wearing yeah. a face mask. And then he's like just chilling regular. And then Joker takes off like the tiny face mask that only covers his lips. And then Harvey Dent freaks out and he's like, oh, I didn't realize it was you. Everything apart from that is perfect. You know what's really good about that scene though? Uh, the part where he gives Harvey a gun and uh, gives him a choice. But the thing, but, but see, you, I told you about that YouTube channel I watched where they go in depth and look at Easter eggs. If you look closely, Harvey never had a choice to kill the Joker because the Joker had his middle finger right in between the, the hammer and the gun. So no matter what, if he pulled the trigger, the hammer wouldn't hit the gun. So he had, Harvey had no choice. Yeah, but that's not the... He did have a choice. He oh. thought he had a choice, and that's the point. Well, yeah, but... It shows that the Joker is smart enough to realize that even though he thinks Harvey's not going to do it, he's not hedging his bets on that. Yeah, but you get what I mean, you know? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I just really like that. Yeah. I like the part where he's walking away from the hospital and the <laughs> and the detonator won't work. Yeah. You know, that wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah, I know. That was really cool. That Yeah, that movie's so good. I love Harvey Dent. I mean, we discussed he's one of my favorite Batman villains. Yeah. I always loved, like, the duality of him. I, I I like how they kept him as Gotham's White Knight, even though he had that dark ending, you know, in, in The Dark Knight Rises. How it was the beginning, and Commissioner Gordon is giving the speech about Harvey Dent, and he's making him sound all good. And then there's parts where he's just like, where he has flashbacks of what happened. And it's just like, dang, dude. Yeah, it's intense. That's dark. <laughs> yeah, especially for Gordon because, you know, Dent was trying to kill his son. Yeah. Like, it's so... I can't imagine the amount of, like, anger. And, well, and obviously sheer sadness because it was one of, it was his good friend. But, like, the anger of having to be like, yeah, this kid who almost... This dude who almost killed my kid is a, a great man who died to protect our city and Batman's the real villain, you know? Yeah. I also like how we never get to know how he actually got his scars. The Joker? Yeah. yeah. Well, there was a theory. There's a theory that an actor made. Uh, and he posted on Twitter. He's a pretty famous actor. I just can't remember his name. Um, he voiced Ratatouille. Okay. What is the theory? <laughs> uh, the, the theory was... Because you remember the scene where Commissioner Gordon gets shot, right? When he's giving the speech and they're all, there's the, the, the Navy lined up with the guns. Remember, 
you know, they probably got to go through so much training to actually do all that really cool gun stuff where like, well, yeah, yeah, of course, you know, and like get the moves down. Well, Joker's in that crowd and he got all of those moves down. And the theory is that he got his scars in Iraq. I don't know. I just thought that was cool. That's well, that's the beauty about that is that it doesn't matter how he got the scars. And well, it also ties in with uh, when Batman slams his head against the table and he go and he starts talking about interrogation. And he's like, why do you guys always go for the head, you know, or something like that? And he goes, you guys should really start, you know, he gives him pointers. And so it just ties in with maybe he was uh, maybe he was in the army. Yeah, but that's the beauty of that movie is that it doesn't matter where he got the scars. Like, that's that's one of the reasons I love Joker is that, like, anonymity. Like, you never know his origin because they never really set a definitive origin in anything except for Batman 88. But in, in this, you know, in Dark Knight, they're, they're never like, ah, oh, he got it in Iraq or he got it because the whatever the very stories that he tells. It's, yeah. it's cool. And I... Personally, think I don't think he was in the army. To me, this feels like the kind of Joker who would just one plan relentlessly, right? So he knows he's going to be in the parade, so he's just practicing. You can find all that on the internet, right? Yeah. Um, but the interrogation thing—that to me feels more like a um, he's trying to get in Batman's head because he's trying to be like, "Look, you can do all this stuff to me. You can hurt me." I'm not going to break because I'm already broken, right? So I'm getting inside your head. Oh, oh, and uh, I guess, I guess the, like, sorry, I completely left this out. I think he also said that there's a part in the movie where Joker starts talking about, uh, starts telling a story about a bunch of soldiers in a truck that explodes and something like that. And then, and people, every, people are thinking that. Plus the gun, like, you know, him in the crowd, plus him talking about the interrogation stuff. And I think another thing that happened that he talked about, Mm -hmm. maybe all could theory up and, you know, he could have been in the army. But again, theories are sometimes could get pretty whack. Well, and obviously, yeah. And that's the thing is like when you that I think actually hurts the argument when you go off of, well, Joker said this. Yeah. Mm. So what? I mean, he said he had like four different ways that he got his scars. And I... I mean, he is a psycho. Exactly. That's the point. Is like, I feel like, I don't know, putting an origin on him takes away that level of intensity. But also, I just feel like anything he says needs to be taken not at face value. Yeah. So Dark Knight, number, my number two, always will be. I know it's it's Grandpa's number two. <laughs> yeah. Number one. It's one of his Yeah, favorites. he loves it. He loves that movie. I was so surprised when he told me that. Yeah, such a good movie. I could go on and on. But um, we're going to get to... What's your number two, man? Number two, formerly my number one, Pulp Fiction. That is Classic. such a good movie. Quentin Tarantino. All of the... Um, well, I just just talking about the anonymity of Joker. I like... The sort of open-endedness of like, oh, what's yeah. in the briefcase, you know? It could be his soul. Or... His soul could be gold, could be just anything. I, I, I like that. It's fun. Um, the stories, it's a, an incredible story. I don't know. Yeah. I guess I could probably look it up. I don't know if like, <laughs> I don't know if like Quentin Tarantino wrote this or if this was like a, just, I don't know, whatever, but the story fits together so perfect. It's insane. Also, the cast was really good. Tarantino and Roger Avery. Um, yeah, the cast, phenomenal. I mean, John Travolta, Bruce Willis. Samuel Jackson. Sam Jackson. Uma Thurman. Ugh, Tim Roth. R.I.P. Abomination. Did you say R.I.P.? Oh. Tim Roth. I, I was sorry. I was looking at uh, Ving Rahams. Ving Rhames. Oh, yeah. He was Marcellus Wallace. Yeah. yeah. He was also Kingpin. He was. He's a good Kingpin. He was actually a really good Kingpin. Wait, I don't think that was Kingpin. No, it wasn't Kingpin. That's, yeah. um... Yeah, that not, was not Oh, King- man, my dad's gonna be so mad. I was um, not Kingpin. God, what is it? Um, Michael Clark Duncan. I just thought about... Who's also dead, though? Wait, is Ving Rhames dead? I don't know if he's dead. I because Michael Clark Duncan is definitely dead. Yeah, because that's who I was thinking. Bing Rames is alive. <laughs> that was a close one. Because well, it. yeah, I saw the Mission Impossible thing right there and I was like, wait. Cause 
the actor that played Kingpin died years ago, and that movie just came out, and he was in that movie. And I, and I was like, never mind. I, I'm so glad you caught that. Was it? Because I was like, because uh, I, I watched The Green Mile the other night, which I cried. So good. I cried. The Yeah, I love that. That Was that Michael Clark Duncan or Ving Rhames? It was Cl- Duncan, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen the movie in forever. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Pulp Fiction. Uh, yeah, it's just an incredible story. They all fit together so well. And it's so like, hmm. I don't know. It's just, I always thought it was cool. So many amazing quotes. Too. So many. Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese. <laughs> that scene where they're originally right bef- right after that and before they're like, this is a- wait, no. When they're like, uh, is that a big kahuna burger? <laughs> when a tasty ass burger. <laughs> when they're outside and they're like, ah, we're a little early. Let's walk. And then they talk about <laughs> like the sensual the sexualness and sensualness of foot rubs. That's so funny <laughs> yeah. to me. They talk for like six minutes about foot rubs. This sounds like something we talk about. Oh, definitely. Just a random convo. We have the most out of place, out of nowhere convos. Uh, yeah. As this podcast demonstrates yeah. over and over again. Uh, yeah. Great, great movie. Bruce Willis ends up. He's the only one who, I'm pretty sure he's the only one who has a happy ending. Well, yeah. I guess Sam Jackson too. Sam Jackson be chilling. Dude, it's, I hate that John Travolta dies, though. I really liked him. And he just dies right after he gets out of the bathroom. Yeah, too. he just takes a poop, and then Bruce Willis is like, huh. He's, Bam! Yeah, he, he like, <laughs> sees a gun. He's like, well, it's John Travolta's <laughs> gun, too. Yeah, bro. And he, like, he like waits a second, and then does it. <laughs> All because he's going back for the watch that his dad's army buddy smuggling his butt through years of <laughs> Vietnam. <laughs> That's a... God, that movie's so good. You know, you know what was the part that really made me laugh the hardest, though? When Vince accidentally shoots uh, the guy in the backseat. <laughs> He's just, like, throwing his gun around. It's like, really? <laughs> My favorite part is that I could definitely see that exact situation. Like, if we were Hitman, that's exactly how it would go. I would be Sam Jackson and you'd be John Travolta. And I'd be like, there's a dead guy's brains in the back of my car. <laughs> and you'd be like, what do you mean? We'll clean it up. I apologized already. <laughs> I would be so mad. Dude. That's exactly how it would go. And you know it. I wish we, we, we could do a Pulp Fiction cosplay. But it's moving on. We are coming close to time, Shade. So what is your number one favorite movie of all time? Fight Club. That's a solid pick. Without a doubt in my mind. I have loved that movie for so long. And for so many, so many years, I've always had that at number one. That movie is so good. It's, it really is. It's so, it, it's so psychologically thrilling. It's it's a movie that messes with your head. Yeah, I love movies like that. Higher movie. But it does it in a, in a way that that you're, you don't get confused, really. You know? Because... Toward, of course, you know, towards the end, he is Tyler Durden. You know, I mean, the movie's been out for years. If you haven't seen it, you're a, you're, you're a psychopath. <laughs> okay. But, I mean, at the end, you know, we find out that, um, you know, he, he is Tyler Durden. They're the same people. It's just he has no life, and his life is so sad that he has an imaginary friend, basically. That's the better half of him, you know? He's the half that does all the stuff that he he wishes he could do yeah you know so they start this underground fight club that spreads around the entire world basically and they all know that tyler Durden is um the the leader and it gets out of hand because you know i mean they want to start this like this army you know and create mass chaos by blowing up the credit card companies (laughs) to give everybody a clean start um and it, it just it's it's just so good. The cinematography is amazing, music's good. Yeah, man, it's just such a good movie. <laughs> did you see? Did you see that the Chinese government changed the ending for that in China? Why? I don't know why. Oh, probably because Be- it involves suicide. Yeah, for whatever reason. But yeah, they changed it so that the police arrest him in time. Oh, yeah, it's like right before the bomb goes off, and then it cuts to a screen, and then the letters are like. And then the police got them and everything was okay. <laughs> it's so stupid, dude. It's hilarious. Dude, I'm so happy the way that ended. And, and then it ended it's off a, with such a great ending. Pixies, where is my mind? <laughs> that was such a good scene. And he's holding, you know, his girlfriend's hand. 
One of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah, one phenomenal my, pick. My number one forever. I I love it. I also read the Fight Club two comic. So yeah, you have you the, did. Yeah, I bought the smaller one though. You got the bigger half. I don't even know, um, you know where that came from. Because I definitely didn't buy it. I don't know who got that. Can I read that? Yeah, I don't care. Because, yeah, I bought the smaller one. Dude, the comic is so good, though. The graphic novel is amazing. That's what I've heard. Yeah, I want to read it. but I, I did get it taken away from me in school, though. Yeah, anyway, uh, Brennan, what's uh, <laughs> what's what's uh, what's your number one? My number one, The Godfather. My, like, so good. It used to be number two. But then on this latest rewatch, I was like, nah, dude, I love this more than Pulp Fiction. It's so good. All right. Hey, the cinematography, incredible. I mean, the dialogue. My favorite part about the cinematography is that the dude who's the, he was adamant, not Francis Ford Coppola, but the actual like cameraman was adamant that the camera always be at head level. In every single shot, the camera is at the exact height of like an average person because he wanted you to feel in it. And there's only one scene where it differentiates, and it's an overhead shot. I think when Marlon Brando gets shot, um, Cor- Vito Corleone, when he uh, gets shot like halfway through the movie, you know, um, spoiler alert for a movie that's been out for 60 years. The point is, <laughs> the only way that Francis Ford Coppola was able to convince him to do that was because he was like, it's the viewpoint of God. And then the camera was like, ah, all right, fine, we'll do it. But it's... I don't know. There's just something about that where he was like, I want you to feel like you're in the story. I want you to feel like you're a member of the mafia sitting in. <laughs> you know, don't send somebody to whack me, but I've never seen The Godfather. Really? Yeah. It's, it is a hard movie to watch. I've wanted to for a while, but it's I just so never good. really, I don't know. I just always kind of didn't. The book is like my favorite book of all time. Oh, there's a book? Yeah, I have it. It's over there. <laughs> have you ever seen Zootopia? Yeah, I love Zootopia. <laughs> you remember that scene where there's... With the, the mice? <laughs> yeah. He's like, you want to take my data <laughs> or else you'll get iced or something like that. And there's like a huge pit of just freezing water. Yeah, that, that movie's good. But no, I yeah, the dude, The Godfather, it's such an iconic piece of cinema. I mean, the yeah. cast is insane. Al Pacino... Uh, James Caan, Marlon Brando, whoever played um, uh, Al Pacino's girlfriend. I can't remember her name now. I feel bad. Who played Elf's dad in the movie Elf? James Caan, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was James. Didn't yeah, he he's sp- played Sonny Corleone. He passed away, didn't he? He did pass away fairly recently, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, wasn't it this year? Yeah. Oh, Diane Keaton played Kay. That's what I was thinking of. But Robert Duvall, Tom Hagen. I mean, uh, yeah, he died July 6, 2022. All right, P. Um, but yeah, dude, the cat, it's an all time great cast. The scene with the horse head is just insane. I, I know about that scene. And instead of saying me getting whacked, I was like, Hey, don't put a horse head in my bed. Now. <laughs> but, uh, I've never seen the Godfather. Yeah. It is just perfect. I love this movie. I like the, le- I like the, uh, the font, how, it, and how there's like a puppet thing. Yeah, me too. I really, I think that's really cool. Maybe I, I don't understand it, but I think it's cool. The, you know, The Godfather 2 is one of the only sequels that is, like, almost as good as the original. You know what I really like? Godfather's Pizza. <laughs> Godfather 3 is bad. It's bad. But 1 and 2 are good. Yeah. Okay, so I think we've blathered on enough. Um, <laughs> final thoughts, Shade. What is one movie... That you had that you would say was like an, it was a close sixth, like an honorable mention, something that almost made the list, but you were like, eh, not quite. Oh, man, why are you gonna ask that? It's gonna take a while now. Uh, uh, Matrix. Yeah, the Matrix is close. I didn't even. I think yeah, it was close. Yeah. I wouldn't put the Matrix like top fifteen though. I don't think, frankly. I really, really like it. I just don't think it's that. Oh, Django was definitely going to be in, like, it, Django was, I thought Django was going to be on the list. Django, I haven't seen that one yet. God, I still want to. That's such a good movie. I love, I love, um. Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx, yeah. He's a really good actor. Ray, dude, Ray was such a good movie. <laughs> yeah. Jamie Foxx is actually really good. And now he's playing Mike Tyson. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully so, it'll be good. I hope to. 
It will. I mean, it's Jamie Foxx. <laughs> well, I don't know. He's pretty terrible in The Amazing Spider-Man too. Yeah, and he wasn't too good in No Way Home. I thought he was good in No Way. I really liked him in No Way Home, actually. I mean, it, I don't think the acting was bad. It's just I think it was slacking a little bit, you know? I don't know. I just didn't feel like he was trying a, a little bit, you know? No, I thought it was good, but that's just me. I mean, you don't have to think that. We can have different opinions. No, I know. I just thought it was good. I liked it, but I I loved that movie. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know... An, an all-time favorite of mine. Yeah. Not what I would say is my honorable mention. That was going to be Memento. Memento was so close to being on this list. Yeah, I, I know. I, I literally had on the list, and then I deleted it and put King Kong. <laughs> I just... Memento is so... I mean, we were talking about, like, movies that, like, mess with your mind. Yeah. Memento does that super well. Yeah, it was a good movie. Yeah, and it plays around with time. And I think that's Christopher Nolan's, like, first... Oh, yeah, movie. that's another Christopher Nolan movie that involves time. His brother wrote the story. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was, that's, yeah, it was, it's a phenomenal movie. Guy Pierce, so good. Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah. From The Matrix, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, one of my favorite things about that movie is that the end is so ambiguous. Hmm. Like, you don't really know. Like, it's really, it's heavily implied what the actual truth is, but you never know. Yeah. That's fun. But, yeah, I think that that's time. That'll wrap us up this week. Now, the usual stuff. Like, follow, subscribe, review. This For this um, this review, why don't you just... Uh, um, when, leave a five-star review, but don't actually leave your opinion. <laughs> just, I don't care whether you like the show or you don't like the show. Either way, give us a five-star review. And this week in the review section, why don't you just tell us... Just tell us a, a movie you like, you know? It doesn't have to be your favorite. Just a movie you like. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then we'll... Uh, yeah, that's it. And tell us if Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not. Yeah, it is. So we're, that one's over. Um, debate closed. And with that... We will catch you next week. Indeed. Let's go eat some burgers, dude. I'm so...